all the way up and you know what it is another wednesday with your boys on the faction that's right and i'm not by myself i have the valedictorian the father of you know who's father of it's gb what's up good people how are you good brother you know, you're kind of like the, it's not just Jackson and Jordan. You're like the father of Bonafide Radio. Like, you kicked <laughs> off the whole thing. I, I, I never thought about myself in that manner, but I, I guess, I guess you can yeah, say you that. Have, you, yeah, you definitely have three kids now. Yeah, three. yeah for sure, for sure, for sure. It, Probably the it, biggest headache kid has been Bonafide Radio. <laughs> <laughs> it has definitely given me the most feedback, that's for sure. Listen, you know, J- Jordan is sweet. I mean, She's guys, J- Jordan, I don't know if we'll ever get it, but Jordan is sweet. Yeah. Jackson just loves to watch. Re- may- may- we'll see if Yanni will allow us to post a picture of Jackson watching wrestling <laughs> on our IG. He's like the faction mascot for us. Yes. But Bonafide Radio has probably been the most uh, outbursting child you've had. Oh, definitely outburst, but I'll tell you, <laughs> there's been a lot of wonderful things that have happened with it. So uh, I'm grateful and and it'll be 10 years old in September. So, yeah. Listen, I saw one of our listeners, Mark Graham, post a picture with someone else. And in the picture, the caption said, the original BRC family. Wow. wow. We used to do a lot of stuff together in the Hampton Roads area during the early days. And it's really quite crazy just to see how it's branched off and how many people have been apart and yeah, it's pretty nuts, actually, when you think about it. I mean, nuts. you know, that's before you went to Hollywood and moved to Atlanta oh, on the brothers. Lord, you know, no. when you were in Louisville, Virginia Beach, no. and you <laughs> did what Missy and Timbaland and Pharrell did, you moved. Well, you know, I mean, it's just you get to... What, what, wait, you can't talk. You moved, too. <laughs> <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> you... You were about to defend yourself, too. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. He moved, too. What in the world? Oh, man. How have you been? Man, listen. It's so hot here in San Antonio, oh, wow. man. It's been like 100. And I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. We've had some 108 days, 110 days. That's ridiculous. That's so ridiculous. It's, 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 it's just that that right there is ridiculous. But honestly, I've been doing great. We had an amazing collective weekend. The yeah. house party killed. Yeah. All of those things are rocking. Uh, tomorrow I'm in St. Louis, which is definitely a wrestling territory. Definitely. Shout and then on the Race. day after that, I'm in Los Angeles. Okay. Wow. Which is a wrestling territory the young coming up. Mm-hmm. Young Bucks, exactly. So I'm on the travel. Wow. Wow. Well, listen, travel is a good thing. We love travel around these parts. And certainly, good Lord, there's a lot. You talk about that heat, man. There's a lot of heat in the wonderful world of wrestling. What a time. To be a wrestling fan, and we are definitely... Wrestling heat is looking a lot like this national heat we got. It is turning up, and folks are petty. We're going to get into all of that, I promise you. Listen, we're not going to even take a whole lot of time to to wait or belabor things. Clack is somewhere. I don't know where he is. Running. He's running. He's running scared. Well, you know... He's running scared. I was because hoping, he took a little AEW. I was hoping he would be here today because I want to hear his commentary, but we'll see. Nonetheless, if you guys missed last week's show, you missed a barn burner. It's the recap of all things SummerSlam weekend, including NXT TakeOver Toronto. We had the G1 Climax Finals, and we started weighing in the, on the return of the King of the Ring Tournament, plus NWA TV. It caused quite the scuttlebutt here at the faction so 
go ahead, check out the latest episode, which you can check out at bonafideradio.com or wherever it is you get your podcast. Just search for The Faction. So with that said, we got a brand new episode, and boy, is there a lot to talk about today. Courtney, tell them what's up for today's show. Welcome to episode 179 of The Faction right here on Bonafide Radio. We'll definitely kick things off with NXT on USA. That's right, Wednesday Night Wars have taken off. We'll discuss the Bullet Club, also StarCast. King of the Ring is back. Did you see uh, it's Monday Night Raw or Tuesday Night SmackDown? But before we do, we just going to bring the swag like the Street Profits. That's right. It's Bring the Swag by CFO. You're listening to the faction on Bonafide Radio. That's radio the way it's supposed to be. Hey, what's up? This is Matt Stryker, and you are listening to the faction on Bonafide Radio. Control, got the 
faction. One, two, three. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Hey, this is Courtney. Welcome back to the faction. That was Bring the Swag by the Street Profits. GB, give us the news. All right. So there's a lot of news to discuss, the biggest of which uh, came. Actually, we kind of talked about the rumor a bit on Monday on our social media, and it was made official by WWE yesterday. And that news is that NXT, the darling child of WWE, whose home uh, had exclusively been on the WWE Network, will now be moving to USA on Wednesday nights, two hours live. So again, here's some things that are already different. Of course, the show was previously taped at Full Sail. It was a one-hour show. It will now be a live two-hour broadcast weekly on the USA Network. It'll begin on September the 18th, which is just two weeks before the premiere of All Elite Wrestling's television show on TNT, which happens to be, guess what, on Wednesdays from 8 to 10. So while we definitively have the Wednesday Night War, which we'll talk about in a second, uh, there are a couple of factoids that I want to share. A lot of people had some questions about some things that I want to kind of answer now, and then we'll get into some of these discussions. So firstly, is it going to be a live show? Yes, it will be live every week uh, for two hours. Uh, The question came, well, will Mauro Ranallo be there every week? Yes, he will. Other question, will this be a traveling show or will it be at full sale? It will be at full sale for for the foreseeable future. There's not really any plans to take it on the road. Also, of course, you can for those who are trying to figure out how you're going to watch, what you're going to do, well, NXT will air live on the USA Network on Wednesday nights and then the replay will air on Thursdays on the WWE Network. Last but not least, Even though the show is going to be on USA, all takeovers will be on the WWE Network. So, there won't be takeovers on USA, etc., etc. You'll still have to go to the network to get that. So, with that said, let's get into some commentary. Before we get into the thoughts that have been uh, on social media, I want to hear what your thoughts are about NXT's move to USA. Courtney. Uh, I, I man, I, I find myself in in the middle, and he, here's the reason why: Is it best for wrestling business for us fans? Of course, it's head to head. Uh, we 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 really never wanted to see AEW versus the Raw roster or AEW versus the SmackDown. We want to see AEW take on the guys who tear it down in takeovers because that's gonna be good. Uh, so. It, it feels like the old days, 20, 21 years ago, when we had Monday Night Wars. That's going to be great. I remember flipping back and forth. Now, here is my takeaway, though. And I, and I, I can't hang my hat on this too much because the same thing is kind of happening on AEW. I cringe at the thought of watching someone with potential have to evolve in front of me for my fear of, of of judging their crap too soon. So as NXT roster is littered with so many wrestlers that are on the come up, uh, I'm wondering, now you have to wrestle with commercial breaks. One thing we loved about NXT was those matches were gold. So I wonder how this will impact. 
I wonder what state, how how long will Morrow, uh, is, is there anything there, is there any added pressure? I don't think it would be because Morrow calls all the big boxing matches. So I don't think there'll be any added pressure. It's just things that I find myself afraid of just because as much as I like change, I love NXT as is. Well, okay. It's beautiful. So let's talk about a few things, right? Because I do want to address but, that. But, 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 gee, you can't, you can't deny NXT in its form right now is a gorgeous baby. It is a gorgeous baby. Um, there, there, there are a couple things I have to address in there. First of all, NXT is a gorgeous baby. And I've seen a lot of people on social media say things like, this is the death of NXT. They say, oh, my God, Vince has gotten his hands on it. R.I.P. NXT. Let me start with a couple of things. Bro. This is, this, is, this is amazing to me to watch. First and foremost, I am nervous for how people scream for change, right? But they don't want evolution. They don't want advancement, all right? Let's be honest. NXT is amazing, right? And many would say it's amazing as is, don't touch it. But you also have the same problem that the NXT roster has grown exponentially. So, how do you take, how do you care for this incredible amount of talent that has come to NXT? You have to expand the show. If we're honest, that's what was supposed to be the impetus behind the brand split between Raw and SmackDown. To have two separate rosters to give multiple people the opportunity to be on display. Now, lately, Raw and SmackDown have done a horrible job of that. But that's more of a Vince issue than it is a Triple H issue. So a couple of things. Number one. And that's what scares us about this NXT okay, move. Okay, but let me help they- you with this, though. I have to explain this. Because this, this to me is where I think our thinking is problematic. I don't know why we automatically think that because NXT has been open to USA that this is a Vince move. This is a Vince move only from the perspective of, hey... I have a resource that I want to combat somebody else with. What's my best opportunity? Which to me says a whole lot about what Vince and the crew thinks of NXT. They know Raw and SmackDown, number one, couldn't compete head-to-head because they've already locked themselves in contracts for Monday night and for Friday night. So what do you do? You take the brand that's already airing on Wednesday night and you bring it to a larger platform. Here are all the reasons why this is a win for NXT. First of all, whether we like it or lump it, the fact of the matter is there are more people watching the USA Network than the WWE Network. I think we can all agree to that. The fact that NXT ends up on USA is as big, if not bigger, of a win than for WWE to move from USA to Fox. Because the truth is, more people are watching Fox than USA. So let's start there. This is a win for NXT. We've expanded the show to two hours. We've gone to a. We're going now to a live show. You mentioned would this be an issue for Morrow? The reason why Morrow left SmackDown was because there was a consistent travel schedule involved. All the shows are going to be happening at full sail, which means he's not having to travel from city to city. You go to the same place. If you want to stay in Orlando for the week, however you want to do it, he gets to do that. And he's already committed to that. Also, it's already been confirmed that Triple H is going to continue to be in charge of NXT. 
So we don't have to worry about these rumors of is Vince taking over, et cetera, et cetera. Not the case. I get concerned. It's, it's almost how people feel like when an independent artist gets signed to a major label. There's this concern that, oh, my God, they're going to be less than who they are. The question ultimately becomes who has creative control. And the fact that NXT is going to be NXT with Triple H at the helm, with them going to two hours instead of one, that means there are more stories that can be told. Think about this. But GB, you, you, you have to understand our timidity. Our timidity is not that we don't trust Triple H. Our timidity is that we know for Vince, he often steps in when he is not needed to add something he feels is needed. Here's one and thing so that with hasn't happened, though. Here's what hasn't happened. Let's look at the facts because I think, again, we get too caught up in innuendo and what could be. Facts are Vince doesn't go to full sale. He doesn't go to full sale. He doesn't. He, he doesn't. But, 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 and but he's the not going to have a reason to. And then him calling something in. I feel like the reason why we are nervous is the same reason why when we see guys that we love the NXT get called up and they become squash guys, but, and then Brizango has to go back to NXT to even matter. But there is a difference between a call-up to go from a Triple H system to a Vince system versus Vince saying, here, air this, you can have this television spot. Because if you're thinking about it, let's think about this too. This is a win for USA because USA loses SmackDown two weeks later. USA gets to continue with two WWE branded shows really for the same amount of time except to go from Tuesday to Wednesday. So there's a big win for this all the way around. And I think, again, this is, this is kind of the problem that we have with this current generation of everyone being an expert to a degree, right? Since everybody's an expert, they've already downed a product that you've never seen on USA. All right. The truth of it is, these guys but are. Gonna... We're only doing it because of the history. No, it's not as many. There is no. It, it is how many times has Vince there let us is... down? This is not a Vince thing. I wish we could get it through our head. Here's the problem. But, if but, I... oh, no, 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 G no, no. Let G me help you with something. Let me help you with something. I have a radio station, right? And if I give, and here's here's how I operate. I have a radio station, and people who have the opportunity to get broadcasts on this show have full creative freedom. What I do is I give them the platform. If they need oversight, I'll provide advice, but I do not go in and impact their content. I give them the platform. There have been shows that have come to this platform that have been already created. They weren't new shows. They were shows on other platforms. They got the opportunity to come over and be who they were, and they lived or died based on their content and what they do. All Vince has done in this situation is he has said, okay, I'm going to give you the USA platform, the slot that we once had for SmackDown, we're going to give to NXT. I'm not touching it creatively. And I think we have to get out of our head. This is not 205 Live. This is not the uh, Cruiserweight uh, division. This is the NXT. And NXT got here because of all. This is a group that was supposed to be a developmental but organization. But 205 Live started as, as, as Triple H's it baby. It did not. See, that's where we messed up. It did not. At no point was 205 Live Triple H's baby. All 205 Live was was a, an expression to be able to keep things cruiserweight going. Triple H was not in charge of 205 Live. Go to go back to the first Ooh. show. You can immediately see 
this is not Triple H is doing immediately. So, so, so your thoughts are that Vince's past history of getting involved because he just I think I think they said Vince just rewrote SmackDown two weeks ago. It was it was just a terrible SmackDown and he came in and rewrote it at the last minute. You don't think those things will happen in the NXT world? And I also base this off of the shows that you and I both loved on the network. He had a hand in canceling them. Okay, let me help you with something. Again, this is not that. And we don't have any reason. Listen, if that were true, if that were true, Vince would have gone in and screwed TakeOver. Because TakeOver has always been exponentially better than all the pay-per-views that come after it. So if that were the case, seeing that it was going to be in the same building, in the same arena, he's right there in the city, Vince could have easily overtaken TakeOver. But he never I just has. think Vince has never paid attention to NXT. No, I, that can't be true. And here's why it can't be so. true. It, it, you're wrong, because it's on USA Now. If he didn't pay it any attention, here's the thing. If he didn't pay, yeah, it, 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 it's, he it's, didn't pay it any attention, why would he handpick them? To go head to head with AEW when AEW didn't intend on going head to head with WWE. Because one, he's competitive and he looked around and said, what do we have? Oh, yeah, let's bring this up. Let's call this up and do this. Because his typical Vince is the competitive nature. My fear is that the competition aspect that he's trying to breed is going to overstep the purity and nature of NXT that we love so dearly. Let me help you with something. If there's one thing Vince has learned, and we've forgotten this, first of all, creativity is birthed the best through competition, as the beloved Attitude Era has shown us. I totally agree. I just don't believe in it with a 70-year-old. This is not... Oh, my God. This is not the 70-year-old controlling... And Don't you think if the 70-year-old was controlling NXT, we wouldn't be loving NXT as we do now? Right, but I think he hasn't paid any attention to it. I think oh I think that, that NXT has been bad boy records signed under a major label that they never paid any attention to until it blew up. That It's not true. Vince has tweeted on several occasions takeover matches that he watched as it was happening. The point is Vince, Vince knows what's going to work for him, and he knows, again, Raw or SmackDown versus AEW, not going to work. So if I want to compete, I'm going to take my best thing to put it forward. And he knows his best product is the NXT product. And quite frankly, it's a good thing for him because it's something that he doesn't have to have his hands on. Which is good. Which is great. Listen, you as a person who is a leader. You're telling me that by next year this time, Vince won't be controlling NXT. No. Okay. Here's what we're going to do, GB. Today is, and I want y'all to remember this, today is August 21st before my birthday. Mm-hmm. If next year this time proves that you are a liar and Vince is running things, GB, I'm going to tell you exactly what I want you to send me. What do you want? I want you to send Papa John's Meat Lovers Pizza oh my to God. my house as proof that you got this wrong. I'm going to give you one year. Here, here's here's the beautiful part. This is, this, this is the same Courtney. This is, the, this is the same Courtney who a year ago 
told the world on this broadcast that in a year's time, WWE wouldn't even be on TV. It'd all be done on Facebook. That's what you said. And you're they wrong. Missed they missed it. They didn't miss a moment. They, they missed it. They trialed it with the mix match challenge, and they saw that it was a waste. So they didn't miss it. It went. No- they didn't. It miss went it. nowhere. Yeah. Uh huh. It went nowhere. Exactly. So. So yeah. So all right. So so here's the question. I know before we came on the air, you started talking, and even on the air, you mentioned about there being a lot of petty going on in the world of wrestling right now. With this announcement yesterday, uh, a few tweets from the AEW faithful came out. Uh, Matt Jackson said, we ain't scared. Chris Jericho offered congratulations to NXT. That is something all. And then, and then followed it with, you know, talking about runners and how, you know, runners cause people to run, et cetera, et cetera. Sean Spears came out and said the real winner in all of this is the fans, as the fans now have choices as opposed to just the wrestlers having choices. Uh, who's re- you, you, you talked about Petty, and some folks said that AEW shouldn't respond. Are they really no. being petty, or is this just no, competition AEW doing what it does? AEW is the new D-Generation X. See, the, 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 here's why I love AEW, because they're, just, they're, they're still fans. Mm-hmm. Cody and those guys, they're still fans. Yeah, They love what they see, and, and they're, they're fans of all things wrestling. So when Chris Jer- – now, Chris Jerome Jericho was petty. Because he still has juice in that WWE locker room when he says things. He's one of the few that can throw a jab at Vince. And that thing kind of dig a little bit because he has a place with the McMahons that he didn't normally have. So I think they all have been petty. But I think this is petty. I think when Ed said a few last week, I would love to still wrestle. He knew that would get a little bit of attention going to WWE and all that stuff. I think everybody's being petty. I, I, I don't know that people are being petty. I think people are being competitive. Um, and petty. Not, that's not petty. Competition is good. Trash talking has never hurt any. Listen, if Popeyes and Chick-fil-A can trash talk, I think AEW and WWE absolutely can. I think they can. Time out. So here's the question. That Popeyes sandwich is fire. Well, I want to I wanna have that conversation here between Popeyes and Chick-fil-A, and maybe we will in a little bit. There's so much wrestling to get to. But I got to ask. Go, go ahead. I think Clack actually tried it. Well, Clack may have tried it. Um, I don't know. But, Clack, what do you think? Do you, w- would you say the uh, – the sandwich from Popeyes or the sandwich from Chick Fil A, or do you even eat either of them? I'll tell you what's funny. I put on my Insta story the sandwiches side by side mm-hmm. on my bed as I was about to eat them, and I got flooded with more questions about that daggone sandwich than I have about any topic I've talked about all year long. <laughs> it's at least thirty or forty people waiting to, to see which one I'm going to choose. I said, "This is." It's I will say this: that Popeye sandwich is fire. It really is. Like though. I've never had a bun that yeah. buttery, yeah, and that soft with a little sweet in it. Yeah. The chicken, I mean, the taste of that chicken. Yeah. But GB, Chick Fil A, kicked out at at a, at, a, at the count of two and a half, <laughs> and hit Popeyes with a stutter. Chick Fil A still undefeated, but it, you know, it's not. not far. And I will be splitting time between the two. I I I have a well. Courtney, what do you think? 
I had both. Mm-hmm. That Popeye's chicken spicy sandwich ain't no joke, fam. It's no joke. And I'm going to tell you now, it's better than the Chick-fil-A sandwich. The only thing that wins is that you know you're going to be treated better at Chick-fil-A. Well. And my money is going to say I'm respected. Well, Popeye's going to say what you want. But let me tell you something. There's some moments where you take some what you want when you want the right taste. <laughs> but to me, and y'all got to help us out, factionites. I think the Popeye sandwich is better, and from a wrestling standpoint, this Popeye's chicken versus Chick-fil-A is AEW versus WWE. Oh, it's no doubt AEW versus WWE. So uh, uh, AEW versus NXT, but yeah. <laughs> well, oh I, my have, God. I have I have I have a quick story that I'm going to tell. Uh, hopefully, I'll make it quick. I had the chick I had the chicken sandwich from Popeye's a couple of weeks ago before everybody started going crazy about it, and I was just loving it i'm a long time faithful fan of chick-fil-a and their spicy chicken sandwich i get that from there like almost every time i go um so yesterday i was out on an errand and uh, i asked my wife if she wanted something to eat and she said she wanted popeyes so i ended up going to get the chicken sandwich um and it was it was about two in the afternoon i went the line was wrapped around the building um, when I got up to the drive-thru, <laughs> the person at the drive-thru said, we're sorry, but our drive-thru ordering system is down. So you'll either have to come inside or you'll have to order at the window. Now, there, the engineering was done in such a way where I couldn't get out. So I had to stay in the line. So I wait in the line and I get to the window and the manager is very sweet and kind and she says i'm so sorry about this and i said to her i said you guys got overwhelmed by this sandwich didn't you she was like yeah Yeah. we were not expecting it to do all of this so she proceeds to take my order with a clipboard and then there's no register where she is so she has to walk all the way over to where the main register is to type in this order so that she can take my amount or you know tell me the amount and then come back and get my card, etc., etc., etc. Long process, but a very nice lady. I get home, I give my wife the food, I eat the sandwich, etc., etc., etc. Go to DDP Yoga, come back, watch SmackDown. For whatever reason, last night about 10:30, my wife goes, "You know what? Everybody's talking about this chicken sandwich. Would you mind going back out to Popeyes and get me a spicy chicken sandwich?" So I go to a different Popeyes. This is last night, Jesus. This is all yesterday. This is all yesterday. 10.30 last night, I go to Popeyes. At this Popeyes, the line is wrapped around the building. So about 10.45, this lady is walking up uh, the hill, going from car to car. She has her phone. And so when she gets to me, Basically, she wants to know what I want to order. And I said, I want to get the chicken sandwich. And she said, well, if you want the spicy chicken sandwich, I'm sorry. We're all out of them. And it's all your fault. Well, how is it my fault? How is it my fault? Well, you guys on social media started this whole Chick-fil-A versus Popeye's thing. And so now we're out of sandwiches. And I looked at her and I was like, and y'all are still open for another hour and a half. And I'm like, okay. So she's like, well, if you want something else, you can feel free to order. Mind you, she's taking these orders on her phone, and she's texting them to the girl at the window to be able to place the order. 
I finally decide, okay, my wife says she just wants some fries. So I ask for some fries. They're out of fries. How do you out of fries at Popeye's, right? Then I get to the window and decide, okay, well, she wants three wings and a biscuit. We get the three wings and a biscuit, and we're done. But here's the deal. Here's why Chick-fil-A will always beat Popeye's. Because first of all, if a line is wrapped around the building, Chick-fil-A has people already walk in the aisles. They have iPads to take your order. They're going to scan your uh, app, and they're going to get all this stuff done. It's a process. It's a system. They got somebody else to take your money before you ever get to the window. When you get to the window, they're going to have your food, and they don't run out of spicy chicken sandwiches. They don't run out of anything. Because they're Chick-fil-A. So as great as the sandwich may taste from Popeye's, because Chick-fil-A can treat me better, Chick-fil-A for the win. I'm going to give Popeye's AEW a chance to get it together. You can practice no, on me a little bit. No, 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 no. See, here's the deal. Popeye, Popeye's has been around for a minute. They should have anti- – listen, they've been running a national campaign on this sandwich. Right, so this sandwich didn't just pop up. If you and they advertise during Raw all the time. The sandwich was out three weeks ago. Oh my God, it was. They've been doing. Here's the thing: Popeyes commercials come on Monday Night Raw on the regular. They come on so much you probably ignore them. The woman's been talking about making the perfect chicken sandwich for the last four weeks. But people, I missed it, Clack. Did you get it? I, I missed it. I must have turned her off. No, I, I don't think I remember seeing that. Yeah, I'm telling you, if you maybe because I've been focused on these windy, spicy nuggets. Well, I'm I'm here to tell Hilarious. you they've been advertising this for weeks, so it didn't surprise me. They should have stocked up better. And I'm just I'm just saying, like, how do you run out of your big tech? Now, to their credit, they're not the only ones who did it. When we were in New York about a week and a half ago. Went to Popeye's for the chicken sandwich. They were out of the chicken sandwich. How do you run out of the spicy chicken sandwich in Queens, New York? I don't know how you do it. But but yeah. let me say this. There's one sandwich that's like Impact Wrestling and ROH that's been around and fed us when we need it, which is the chicken sandwich, which is a dollar. Yeah, well. And when you only have one dollar and you ain't got two, three dollars. You go to McDonald's and get that spicy McChicken. That thing's been good to us. I'm not going to McDonald's. My, yeah. my McChicken days, my McDonald's days have been long over. So here's what, GB, when you McDonald's? Oh, God, I don't even know. I don't even know. Has it been longer than a year? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. Has it been years? Oh, it's, wow. It's been years. I think the only time I went, I'm trying to think, the only time I can remember going to McDonald's is we were driving, I think, to Dothan, and we had to stop because my wife was pregnant yeah it was new year's she was pregnant and we needed to eat something and so she she got some she oh yeah that's right she got a filet of fish i remember that and i, I know why I remember that's that. safe that's <laughs> the safest thing yeah so all right we got to take a break when we come back we're gonna get clack's opinion on nxt uh on usa nxt versus aew and uh we got to talk raw and smackdown and king of the ring and all this cool stuff lots to talk about today here on the faction but right now we're going to go to some music it's the theme song for bianca belair it's called watch me shine this is the faction powered by bonnerfide radio i got a lot left in the time what's up guys this is mark here the world's strongest man and you're tuned in to the faction I'm on my own, against the wall The pressure's building, but no, I will never fall Instead of crying, they hear me roar And now I see that I'm waiting 
announcement ladies and gentlemen look everyone bell and ebenezer are in love no silly is in the building you can now listen to bonafide radio courtesy of our new mobile app available for the ipod ipad and iphone Come on, you can do find it. out the latest news check out our podcast or listen to us live listen. right now on your phone oh, yeah. download the app today via the itunes app store by searching for bonafide radio or at iPhone.bonafideradio.com. I'm living in that 21st century. We got something to say. Listen. Would you like to take your business or service to the next level? Yeah. Consider adding Bonafide Radio to your marketing plan. Can't wait. We will gladly share your product with our listeners in a creative, efficient, affordable, and professional manner. This is so gnarly. For more information, scroll to the bottom of our website and click advertise uh-huh. or email us directly at sales at getbonafide.com. I know you're going to dig this. This is Tracy Lynn, and I want you to take a journey with me through the jazzy side of Bonafide Radio. Every Tuesday at 2 p.m., tune in to Melodic Grooves right here on GetBonafide.com or via the Bonafide Radio app. Bonafide Radio, radio the way it's supposed to be. We are the faction. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the Faction Powered by Bonafide Radio. You were just listening to Bianca Belair. That was her Watch Me Shine. I'm saying it slow. You ain't going to get me. GB, it's on you. You take it from here. So we've been talking, of course, about NXT on uh, USA, AEW. We've been talking during the break about this whole Popeyes and uh, Chick-fil-A battle, which art imitates life. It's really quite crazy. And, Clack, we've not had an opportunity to get your thoughts on uh, NXT's move to USA. What do you think about it? Uh, I think it was a tremendous move uh, to really combat the small-time AEW. And not that NXT is small-time, but it's more your speed for an AEW-type competition. It's almost like you know, gathering some youth pastors together and putting them all in the room and, you know, still letting them watch the big church, you know, when it comes on at 11 a.m. And uh, but I really think it's going to give NXT. Honestly, I think it's going to push NXT to the next level and it's going to reveal the deficiencies of AEW. I look forward to seeing Triple H come out on top. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Um, GB, you got to agree with me. Well, it's going to reveal production issues they they they, well, they thought they wanted to go up against Vince now they got to deal with Trip I, I will say this I will say this first and foremost I think of any of the WWE brands because we just have to acknowledge you know right now whether people want to admit it or not WWE is the NWA of the 80s 
with their multiple territories, but still the large governing body of the NWA. WWE has, of course, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, 205 Live. Got all these brands that are competing under this umbrella that all have their own identity. I think of those brands, the best one to compete with what All Elite is doing is NXT. I don't think anybody can debate that. Um, I think to your point, All Elite's going to have their own set of challenges. And I think... You know, as much as we are pulling for All Elite, I think we have to be honest about it. Number one, like we said, live TV is no joke. And doing live TV for two hours every week takes its toll. Um, I also think WWE actually did a smart thing in learning from what happened in the Attitude Era. If you'll remember, during the Attitude Era, when they ended up going head-to-head with WCW, WCW was the one with the live programming, and Monday Night Raw was sometimes live, sometimes taped. The results ended up being WCW giving away the results on WWE's show so people didn't have to show up. It also resulted in people appearing on all three brands, whether it be WWE, ECW, or WCW, in the same week, sometimes even in the same night. So they quickly realized to compete with AEW, we need to be live, we need to be two hours, so they moved NXT from a taped scenario to a live scenario. I think it was a brilliant move, and to put them on two weeks before establishes them in that particular time slot. You have to remember this too. WWE, even though NXT doesn't do television live weekly, they do television regularly. They do takeovers. But here's the important thing. They've got the crew who handles live TV regularly. I'll give you a little behind the scenes from what I happen to personally know. What I personally know is that some of the same people who are involved in production for Raw and SmackDown will be involved in production for this live NXT show. So because of that, you're going to already have the live television experience. And and, and listen, they have the performance center where they go over this kind of stuff on a regular basis. So this is not going to be completely foreign to the folks at NXT. I think, and here's another challenge that we didn't even think about. This is going to be a traveling show for All Elite. NXT is going to be doing this from full sale every week. This is the equivalent of the church plant who has their own building versus the one who has to go into a different location or they have to go to that same location, but they have to break down and put up weekly. When you have to do that, very good example, GB. Very good. Huge challenge. And those of you who've done this, you know, Courtney, you know, Clack, you know, that what happens is your material, your cables start to wear a bit more. Your instruments start to wear a bit more. Uh, your mixing board starts to wear a bit more because they weren't designed for the constant push in and pull out. They were designed for it to be put one way and left there. So I think there are some inherent advantages that the NXT live show will have over AEW show. I do think that AEW is going to have a really hot audience for that first show, they're going to have to do something really profound because the advantage right now is that 
for for all we know currently, the only time to catch that AEW show is going to be live on Wednesdays. There hopefully will be a replay somewhere. I don't know where. We do know that if yeah. you miss uh, if you miss it on USA, that would be NXT. You can catch it on the WWE Network Thursday night. But the way that the wrestling game goes, the last thing you want to do is catch something on tape delay. So yeah. it's gonna it's gonna be exciting. It's gonna be really really exciting. I mean, it's been a long time since I had to channel surf with pro wrestling. Um, but we're gonna do that, and we're gonna love it, and we're gonna hate to miss anything. What I think I'm gonna do is uh, I think I can watch you. Well, I know I can watch USA Live on my iPad. So maybe I'll watch it live on my iPad and watch TNT live on TV, and hopefully I don't have to channel surf. I'll be going back and forth. It'll remind me of 20 years ago with Raw and and uh, and, uh, and Nitro. Uh, Nitro. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm eager to see what's going to happen. I do know this. There's going to be some quality wrestling oh my God. going on. Oh my God. I'm eager to see what Triple H is going to put up against uh, AEW on night number one that they are head-to-head. Now, I, I, you may have answered this, guys, but are they at the same time slot? Exact same time slot. Eight my to ten. God. Eight to ten. My God today. Mm-hmm. Mauro Ronaldo versus Jim Ross. Whoa, 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 wait. Whoa, 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 wait. Let me throw one other thing in there at you. Because I don't know if you're aware of this. Who the new hire at AEW is. You ready for this? Courtney, you're going to lose your mind. Go ahead. Tony Schiavone. Stop it. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Wait, is he going to call with Jim Ross? Now, I don't know if he's going to call with Jim Ross. But I can tell you he's already working with AEW. And he's done some of their... Uh, he's done some of their broadcasting in terms of, you know, the road to all out. He's done some of that. Matter of fact, MLW was mad at him for that. Well, he's officially signed with AEW. So to me, you're a fool if you don't put Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone together. If that ain't WCW, I don't know what is. Clack, you're in trouble. Um, tell, tell, tell old Papa McMahon to focus on football. No, Triple H is definitely in trouble. Um, here's the only way to combat that. Because, you know, to, somebody, Morello or uh, Bully Man. Somebody, Morrow. Somebody. Anyways, oh my God. he does not stand a chance oh, you're against right. wait, wait, the Attitude whoa, whoa, Era whoa, legend. Whoa, he doesn't stand a chance. Whoa, 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 whoa. What I will not do is have you besmirch Morrow or Ronaldo. Now, let me say this. Jim Ross is getting his mojo back. Jim Ross of today. Uh, No, no, no. Let me tell you. Jim Ross, after being with All Elite, is far better than the Jim Ross we saw at New Japan. Far better than the the Jim Ross who showed up every now and again on a Raw or an occasional pay-per-view. He's getting his cadence. When he... Now, let me tell you. By about episode four, when Jim Ross has his weekly live thing down, look out world. But I'll tell you what. Jim Ross on one television, Mauro Ronaldo on another. Yo, this is a wrestling fan's dream. Yeah, I, I can't crap on Mauro Ronaldo. I mean, he closed Floyd's matches yeah. in an incredible manner Yeah, when he's yeah. calling them. Well, you, you may not be able to, but I need to take a dump, and I need to go right now. Shame uh, on you. Anything, <laughs> next, anything next to Jim Ross deserves to be crapped on. When it comes to the announcing booth, that's number one. No, 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 I agree with that. Jim Ross, the greatest of all time, greatest of all time. He is the goat. So he's the goat. If you're listening, and I think you are. Here is where I think you upper. You have got to put a very small monitor 
front of those officers, put those guys in the house. You put them in the house and it's going to electrify the audience. You let the announcers every now and then say something that distracts one of the participants in the ring. You create a whole new war between the one calling the match and the one in the ring. And that is something we have never seen before. Clack, no. Clack, you're you're wrong. You can't beat Jim Ross. That's your attitude era Hall of Famer. This is where you're wrong. This is where you're wrong. First and foremost, you have to realize that the live audience is basically the smallest audience that you're performing in front of. And this is what I mean. Because you're doing this for TV. You're doing this for millions of people compared to the couple thousand that are going to be watching live. Secondly, here's the deal. We know that the live in-house thing doesn't work. If you remember where you had guys like Leo Rush, and before that you had other guys who would be outside of the ring on the mic saying stuff during a match and it was highly annoying it was it it definitely did not do what they intended it to do in terms of being informative i think here's the deal there's nothing like watching it in the arena live than going back home and watching it with the commentary you get double the hit that way um so i don't think they need to put it in the house but what i will say is this i definitely think that there is opportunity you have two of the greatest stories matter of fact three if you're counting Tony Schiavone. Great storytellers for the world. Think about this. The NWA would not have been what it was without the voice of Tony Schiavone. There's just no doubt about it. The calls he made, what he did during the weekly world championship wrestling shows, and he's added authentication and legitimacy to organizations like MLW. So I just think they don't need to do it in the house, but I think you're going to have – this is the first time where we can legit talk about – you know, wars on all level at the announcing booth because back in the day you had Tony Schiavone, but you didn't have a real supporting cast, right? Um, and of course, Jim Ross was doing his thing. Jim Ross had Jerry Lawler with him. I, I just think AEW's got a potential win on that end, um, but it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. I think both sides have some great challenges, but it's going to be really dope to see. So, yeah, Leo Russell is not my example. You hijacked my analogy, and I gave you time to say it. So that clearly he's a bum, and that was not my he example. He is not I was a making, bum. Number one. Oh, my God. He is a bum. He was, he was just providing splits and splats every now and then to antagonize the individual in the ring. That was not the totality of what I was saying. What I was saying is you need someone to call the entire match. Case in point, here is why people, in my opinion, go to Facebook Live and watch church services. The ones you skip over are the stationary cameras that are only pointed on one guy. The ones that you watch are the ones that get the crowd interaction. Now, you're going to say, we already get crowd interaction. But what I'm going to tell you is there is nothing like a preacher that walks the aisles and engages with the crowd. You let those commentators engage the crowd with their color commentating the way they see the ring in different shades of gray than what the people in the audience can. And you incite small riots. With the guy that they hate, you get a heel commentator, you get a face commentator. It's gonna take the whole thing to another level. Triple H, if you're listening, ignore GB. Clack, I would, I would I, agree. I, I'm not gonna say it's not gonna work. I'm, I'm, I'm really not. I'm not gonna say it's not gonna work because GB, you talked earlier about evolution. That is a, that that is a very evolving thought. I would love to see somebody try it. 
uh, th there's a lot of pros. There's a lot of cons. We've never seen it. I don't think Leo Rush is, is the version of it that, that, that we're talking about because we're talking about a master, like putting a Jim Ross or a Mar Ronaldo. I do think this. I've gone to wrestling events and wish I could have heard what the commentary Terry was. As a matter of fact, when you and I went to Impact Wrestling, what the joy was that we were sitting so close to the commentators, mm -hmm. we could hear them calling it, which fueled me even more. So there's a portion of me saying, I believe that's a true thought. I don't know if Triple H has to do that at this part of the venture, though I do think whoever finds out how to do it is going to be next level. Well, I, I have two theories, two thoughts. Thought number one is your argument, Clack, is completely false for this idea, right? Uh -oh. You talk about the preacher who walks the aisle and does all those things, but here's the deal. You're talking about commentary. So what you're saying and suggesting is not that the preacher is the commenter, but that the person who is shooting the video, that there's somebody commenting. And now coming to the stage, we have Brandon Clack. I wonder what Clack's going to talk about this week. And as you talk about Clack, well, man, boy, what a, what a salient point Clack has just made. He went all the way back to the concordance and he talked about the Greek and the Hebrew. That's commentary. You don't get that on anybody's Facebook Live unless they're doing like a watch party or some foolishness like that. Now, if you're going to do it, here's how you do it. You do it the same way that the airlines broadcast their television to each person that's there. They don't have it going over the loudspeaker. They have a headphone jack for you to plug into your seat and then you can listen to whichever commentary you want. So I think if they'd spend the money to put a system in to these arenas where people have the option to take a pair of headphones and plug into some sort of headphone jack in a seat next to them where they can choose to listen to the commentary they could do that. I think that's probably going to be the easiest thing because you're going to have to get people to agree to hear that commentary. And I don't really, I don't even really want to hear the commentary of some of these fans that I have to sit next to, let alone, it just, I, I, yeah. I think if you're going to do oh, it, I, that's I'd love the way to do commentary. it. I'd love it. I, I'd, I'd love it. it. I really would. But 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 let's do this because we, we, we have way too much ground to cover still before then. Um, AEW has picked some additional cities for their uh, for their new programming, and so we'll see. Of course, they're already going to be in DC for the first show. They're going to be in Boston yep. as well. Um, they're also going to be the latest cities are going to be Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and uh, Charleston, West Virginia. That's going to take them all the way out through the month of October. And so some interesting picks there for the cities that they're going to be in. Of course, WWE will be doing their thing. And NXT, of course, will be at full sale for all of these. All of this now is coming on the heels of the next big pay-per-view for All Elite Wrestling. It's called All Out. It takes place a week from this Saturday, and we'll be offering our predictions on that next week. But uh, one of the big developments that are coming from there is they're going to have, uh, once again, the buy-in casino battle royal. This time, it's to determine uh, who will get the first crack at the AEW Women's Championship. It's going to feature 21 women. And so it'll feature all the folks who are currently signed to AEW, which include uh, folks like Brandi Rhodes and Dr. Britt Baker and Nyla Rose and a few other folks. But they don't have 21 women. So they've added some interesting people, including former Lucha Underground standout Eva Lise. Former NWA Women's Champion and WWE Women's Champion, Jazz. And this is a very interesting signee uh, or interesting entrant. Uh, Teal Piper, who's the daughter of Rowdy Roddy Piper, 
will be involved in this. She's also just announced that she is signed to uh, WOW, the Women of Wrestling, who uh, we had uh, David McClain from there on our show at the top of the year. She'll be involved in their TV tapings in September. So uh, they'll be involved. And then also you have uh, a young lady by the name of Big Swole, Ariel Monroe, who is the wife of Cedric Alexander. She was involved in the May Young Classic this past year. She'll be involved in the Buying Casino Battle Royal as well. Uh, things are looking very, very interesting for All Elite and their women's division. Are you guys going to be watching All Out? Of course I am. And I, I will say what people won't say. Till Piper looks just like her father. She does. So it's, it's, does. It's, it's, it's weird. Former actress, now wrestler. It's in her blood. People are going to really be rooting for her. Mm -hmm. uh, she helped to co-write a part of Roddy Piper's unfinished book that will be coming out that her brother is actually going to be the one releasing. So it's going to be good to see her uh, wrestling. I'm excited about Jazz, the newfound ball head Jazz. Yeah. Uh, being involved so uh, listen it, it's going to be a great a great night yeah. of wrestling you mentioned the cities that they're going to mm -hmm. they're being strategic you and i talked about it. they're staying up north but they're also hitting very blue collar cities yes in other words given the illusion we don't mind being the underdog and working for hours yeah it makes a lot of sense actually uh to go to totally. smaller cities and smaller venues and then save the larger cities and larger venues for your pay-per-views it's actually very very smart concept. oh yeah uh, class, I think we know the answer, but humor us. Will you be watching All Out? When is it? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It is next Saturday, a week from this Saturday. Lord Jesus, 10 days from now. Next Saturday. Kind of like uh, um, TBS 605 Eastern uh, WCW. Uh, no, sir. Yeah. Uh, I guess uh, I'll check out uh, Saturday nothing like WCW. That. Yeah, sure. Oh, Why not? Lord, help us. Well, we've got to hit the Raw and SmackDown recap, so we're going to do that uh, after this break. Good God. We're going to get into the King of the Ring tournament, some title changes uh, as well. Boy, there's a lot to talk about. So we're going to do something. we got a first-time uh, debut for you here. A lot of people have been interested in this song, and it finally hit digitally uh, this week. And so we've got it for you here, a faction debut. It's new music from Code Orange. It's the theme song for The Fiend. It's called Let Me In. You've got it locked to the faction, powered by Bonnerfied Radio. You know it's the Mac Militant. Coming to get it all. Uh, uh, uh. Hey, what's up, players? This is Teddy Dawn. And you're listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio. And that's real talk, player. Holla, holla, holla.
Domingo Mijo. Born Stanley Martin Lieber in New York City in 1922, Lee entered the comic book world as a teenage assistant in 1939. Stanley Lieber was the Joe Jackson of comic books. Mm. I don't even know how to feel about that. Yeah, just, I, I almost think he was greater than a Joe Jackson. I don't know. Ain't nobody greater than Joe Jackson now. Wait a minute. That's when you messed up. Lord. Oh, no, 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 no. Why you did that? Why you did that? I don't know why you did that, GB. Why you did that? Oh, Lord. Dan Lee had a whole universe down in, in his head, in his, in his mind. <laughs> James. The remix on Bonnerfied Radio. We hear Thursdays, 2 p.m. Eastern. Here on Bonnerfied Radio. Radio the way it's supposed to be. Exclusively on the remix. Don't miss it. Don't miss it at all. We are the faction. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the Faction Powered by Bonafide Radio. You were just listening to Let Me In. That was by Code Orange. GB, you got it. All right. So, first of all, I got to give a quick shout out because it's just the right thing to do to our faction friend. He's known now as Jordan Miles, but we knew him before as ACH, who is the winner of the NXT Breakout Tournament. And now he will get a shot at the NXT Championship of his choice. So shout out to Jordan Miles. And uh, he just may show up on the show very, very soon. Keep your ears connected to the faction. With that said, let's take a look at Monday Night Raw. A whole lot happened. And we'll catch you up to speed with our Raw report, courtesy of Courtney. Take it away. Monday Night Raw was live from St. Paul, Minnesota, in the XL Energy Center. Things kicked off when uh, the guy who I think he asked was released and then he's supposed to be released last Monday, but Vince said no when he went to hug him and said, you're not released. We need probably talk about that story. Dolph Ziggler, who's still around, was defeated by Roman Reigns with just a nasty spear. The Fiend Bray Wyatt attacked a newly hair dyed Jerry the King Lawler. Ricochet and The Miz defeated Drew McIntyre and Baron Corbin, who was just rocking a beat-up. Braun Strowman defeated United States Champion AJ Styles via disqualification. Samoa Joe defeated Cesaro in the King of the Ring first round match. R-Truth crashed 24-7 Champion Elias' farewell musical performance. Rey Mysterio had a very awkward moment with his son that just shouldn't have been on TV. Dominique, I don't know. SmackDown Tag Team Champions, The New Day, defeated The Revival via disqualification. WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross defeated Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. 
Cedric Alexander defeated Sami Zayn in the King of the Ring first round match. Sasha Banks attacked Natalya again. And Universal Champion Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman defeated the OC to become the new, new Royal Tag Team Champions of the World. GB, Brandon Clack, what did you think of Monday Night Raw? Clack? Uh, for me, Raw's highlight was also Raw's biggest disappointment, all wrapped in one. Hmm. It is why in the world would we have Cesaro and Samoa Joe in round one of the King of the Ring? Mm-hmm. Agree. Mm-hmm. And, and it was my greatest letdown because it was my greatest win. That should have been the King of the Ring. Fi- that, that is the greatest match I've seen maybe all year on Raw. Wow. wow. So, so Zaro's just money. Yeah. And but to me it speaks to the overall theme oh, of Monday Night Raw. We kinda get some things right, but we screw it up even more. Guys, do do, do you just imagine and ask yourself, who did Dolph, Samoa Joe, Baron Corbin, and Rey Mysterio piss off backstage? Well, I don't ask that about Baron Corbin at all. Matter of fact, I didn't even miss him the week he was off or the weeks he's been off. I didn't season. miss him either. I didn't. But miss the other guys you had to ask, who did they piss off? Well, uh, first of all, it's an interesting question. I probably asked that more about Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio than anybody else. Dolph, I think, has been operating on borrowed time for the last two years. Uh, I don't think Dolph has wanted to be there, but the check has been right, so he'll just do whatever they ask, and he can make everybody look good. Because that spear was amazing. Like, so oh wh- what I've yeah. read is that Vince and Dolph had a handshake agreement that Dolph, if he worked through a SummerSlam, all he had to do was work the Monday night after. We've seen Vince do those deals, work the pay-per-view, and the Monday night afterwards, and you're done. And Dolph said, I'll work them. So he's worked over by Goldberg. And then last week, he's beat ferociously. And they said he comes back behind in Gorilla, hugs Vince, and says, thank you for all that you've done. This has been a great ride. And Vince tells him, we need to talk. And Vince tells him, you're not getting your release. Wow. And I read this from multiple sources last week. And so when you look at the way Dolph is used, Dolph is simply Vince's whooping boy. But I'm going to tell you what's happening, Dolph. You're being paid for what he didn't do to John Moxley. Mm-hmm. Because he let Moxley walk away, Dolph, you ain't going to AEW that clean and you're going to have to pay the piper. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happening because Papa Pope is taking names. I, I'm left to agree with you on that. I mean, you know, here's a guy who... Because it's sad. Yeah, it is. Dolph is putting people over to look really good. In in uh, Mouth of the South, Brother Memphis, you can snicker over there, but you know it's true. Papa McMahon ain't playing fair. And and you know... Well, you, it, it's that stupid Dirty Dean's fault. I told y'all he was an awful person. It's, no, it's not Dirty Dean's <laughs> fault. Let's just be honest. Vince has been guilty of making these handshake deals for years. It's how we got screwed by Lex Luger 20 some odd years ago. And and, and who? Uh, Bret Hart. Exactly. He signed Bret for a 20 year deal. Right? Bret should still be in the WWE. Like, I just, I, Vince McMahon, 
uh, has to do a better job. Now, he, now with that said, he's obviously learned from those mistakes, and now he's become that guy who won't let anybody go. And here's where it's problematic for me. It's not like this is the 1990s where Vince has built the company on three stars, right? Vince has a plethora of amazing guys to work. He could replace Dolph Ziggler with anybody in the roster right now, and we wouldn't miss him. I mean, that's the truth, you know? What is that about, Platt? And and to me, and let me go so far as to say this, what happened on SmackDown... No, no, no. Let me tell you what disproved that. What happened on SmackDown for the last two weeks involving one Buddy Murphy completely disproves that. You constantly have guys who are stepping up to the plate when given the opportunity. Buddy Murphy sat on the SmackDown roster doing nothing for four months through no fault of his own. So I just say that holding these people against their will, number one, isn't going to allow them to perform better. And it may keep them out of AEW for a little bit. But unless you lock them down for the rest of their lives, then no. They're going to go to AEW, and when they go, they're going to be... His hope, I think, is that they'll be damaged goods by the time that they go, which I just think is petty. Like, now, that's the real petty. You got now. You don't just have a ton of folks in Raw and SmackDown. You got NXT. You got 205 Live. You've got, you've got a ton of people in a ton of places that could step up and do something if you gave them the opportunity. You don't have to hoard everybody. It's not necessary. Speaking of that, the big dog has recently signed another five-year deal with WWE. So again, why are you worried about the Dolph Zigglers of the world? And maybe that's why we had that match. We had the guy who signed five years versus the guy who won't be let out of his contract to start the show. The irony of that. Wow. Well, and also Dolph is the safest person to put him in. If he's truly uh, as, as ginger as they say, Dolph is the easiest person to put him in there with. Yeah, I suppose. Dolph and Miz don't injure anybody. You're right. You're right. But let, is this in? No, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. I, I'm getting. I'm getting the feeling is in. I mean, I'm getting the feeling is in. And what was that week. with Dominic Ray? Was that weird to anybody else? Well, you know, I. First of all, I. I First of all, what was weird was that it was backstage. That's the first thing. Usually when people do retirement speeches, it's out in the open. It's out in the middle of the ring amongst all the people. Um, I don't know how I feel about Dominic and Ray, though I know Dominic is training. Um, I, I don't know. Like I don't. Here's the problem. Ray Mysterio is a great entrance and a couple of great moves, but I don't remember the last match Ray won. And um, right. I just think that when you start, here's the deal. No matter what you say, this business is about wins and losses. And that is how your credibility is established. That's why, for instance, we have a hard time believing Samoa Joe's going to win the King of the Ring because he has a great promo. He can talk people into the building, but he can't seem to win the big match. You know, so I want to see him win some stuff. Ray has to win some things for us to really start looking at him as credible. Does it matter that Rey Mysterio's son is taller than him? No. I'll tell y'all what's funny. I was just watching, man, it had to have been a SummerSlam where Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio were fighting over custody. 
Yes, I remember that. It was a ladder match. You, you, like I just watched that you, a few days ago, and then now Dominic is back. Listen, and the funny thing is that Dominic is so tall, you think Eddie had something on him. Wow. Well, I wish. I, now, what they should do is he should say Eddie is my daddy. Oh, now that would be crazy. Man, I slip out. And then, and then let crazy. them fight each other. That, now, just, that would be disrespect crazy. your father. Wait, you want Dominic and Ray to fight? Absolutely. Disrespect. And you get mad at me because I want Slayer versus Charlotte in the first blood? No, I'm not mad at you. John Murray and Gerard Bonner are mad at you for that. Disrespectful. Now, Why yes, is I would love to see Flair. Let me ask you what we need to do is he needs to get those teeth bladed because I mean those <laughs> yellow chiclets and those little corn nuggets. Oh my those God. Rick Flair has the yellowest dead teeth. When that oh. man almost died, God said, "I'm gonna let you come back, but your teeth will be as yellow as the streets of gold." <laughs> to let you know, you'll never get to live up here. Oh my God! Rick, so let me ask you this. Do you think that Flair would blade his own daughter? Oh, my God. I think that Ric Flair has uh, so many ladies' bodily fluids on his teeth. Oh, God. That it has corroded his mouth. Ew. <laughs> oh, oh, I think Halle Berry is still on Ric Flair's teeth. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I think oh. Mae Young is still on oh. Ric Flair's teeth. Oh, my God. God. I think Linda McMahon is still on Ric Flair's teeth. What? Not Linda. Oh my God. Not Linda. Oh my God. I don't even know what Linda. I was going to say. Oh my God. That, oh. I think Medusa. I think Medusa is still on Ric Flair's teeth. Uh, Medusa. Uh, Next thing y'all say, like Layla Vashon. Luna, you mean? We need to do a whole segment on how Ric Flair's teeth got to be that yellow. Oh, uh, we, we, we He has so much money, and he's got all that acid on his teeth. Well, that, but his teeth obviously aren't a priority. I mean, they, they just obviously aren't. Um, Man, but, it's, it's, it's rough watching Flair these days. It is rough. It is rough. Let, let, let me say this. Um, I, I have found myself, first of all, you can tell that there's been a massive change in Monday Night Raw. Let's start there. Um, there are actually stories on Monday Night Raw that I want to see, that I'm interested in. I'm fully invested in this Sasha situation. Fully, fully, fully. And the way they're handling it is great. Oh, my gosh. She went yep. and beat up Natalia again. You know, she says very little in the interview. She's snide. She's smart. She's snarky. You know, she's that on social media now as well. Like, this is just great. The Fiend. Oh, my Lord, the fact that now we know, oh, God, when the lights go out, watch out, and that it's happening in unpredictable times. So it used to be just in the 10 o'clock hour. Now it's happening in the 8 o'clock hour. And instead of the middle of the ring, he shows up at the top of the ramp. Like, this this is what a horror character is supposed to be. And, Courtney, you said this during that the break. music is right. Oh, my gosh. So let me say this. Let me say this. Um... I said to you a few weeks ago when they did the Raw reunion and they posted the best ratings for Monday Night Raw the entire year that WWE was going to have to find a way to capitalize on legends showing up on Monday Night Raw. Do you not yep. know that every single week a legend has shown up on Monday Night Raw? That's true. And they have done it in some rather unconventional ways. It really started the unconventional ways started last week 
when they had Stone Cold Steve Austin in via Skype. They've not done that before. This week they had Booker T. And I realized, oh, wow. They are infusing these WWE legends into an episode of Monday Night Raw every week to get a bit of a rub from it. And And Edge. And Edge. Yeah, and Edge. So I think that the brilliance of it is you have them come in on Skype. You don't have to pay for their travel. You don't have to worry what they're going to say on a super live mic. You don't have to worry about how long the segment's going to be because, you know, it's Skype. It's just going to be for a couple minutes, and we're going to be done. And you have their presence on the show. I think it's a brilliant move by USA and WWE. Smart, smart stuff. And let's talk about this tag title situation for a second. What do y'all think of these new Raw uh, tag team champions? To be very honest, the first thing I thought about was Noah, Clack's son. Okay. And the reason why is because I thought about when, was it Mania? When Braun won the tag titles with the boy? Nicholas, yes. And, with Nicholas, <laughs> yes. and Clack said that his son loved it because it could happen with me. Mm-hmm. And I thought yep. about what a waste of a moment that was. Clack told us it wasn't, but I thought still a waste of a moment. Mm-hmm. And then uh, this is Braun's first title that he's going to hold for a while, right? Well, it's his first title since that match, actually. Since yeah, that and so match. now he's... Why is he always a tag champion? And why does Seth need... Why is he set the two belts? So, a couple of thoughts. Number one, uh, I don't understand why Seth needs two belts. This is not his first time with two belts. If my memory serves me correctly, this is like his third or fourth time with two belts. You know, uh, not long ago, he had won the tag team championships as a champion. Um, And then before that, there was that period where he had the WWE championship and the U.S. championship. Right around that time where he injured Sting, you know, where he beat John Cena for the U.S. title uh, at a SummerSlam. I don't understand the fascination of having Seth Rollins with two belts, nor do I understand the need to regurgitate the storyline of the two guys who don't necessarily like each other becoming tag team champions, knowing that one of them wants to fight the other for the world title. We've seen. Listen, they don't need the tag titles to to bur- to, to boost that storyline. The idea that Braun is back in the championship picture against a yeah. Seth is interesting enough for most people. You know, that just didn't feel Heyman-esque to me. It not only did it not feel Heyman-esque, but I think it completely craps on this whole idea of rebuilding the OC. Like we got Gallows and Anderson in the middle of a great program where they, I think, have a lot more time as tag champs. They even ha- they haven't even had two full title defenses yet, and now they paints lost his the face. The man takes time to paint his face now. And give him a give him a belt. It's what he used to do in uh in Japan that worked for them, obviously. So yeah, but brother paint his face. Let the man have a belt. Yeah, I, I just I just don't understand the need. For Seth having two belts right now. I'm like Jimmy Cornette. Jimmy Cornette says if a wrestler comes out of a box, he's automatically over. Now, I don't believe that. But when a guy starts painting his face after showing his face, it normally is a sign of an intentional upgrade, a more aggressiveness. I really thought they were going to. I was really excited about it. Yeah, well, I I hope that there's a quick, maybe there's a quick rematch coming up this week where before they get to Clash of the Champions, 
um, that they'll lose the belts back to the OC, and that'll cause them to have this big war, you know, for the for because uh, Braun is not a tag champion. He's not a tag you know, champion. You, you know what I thought to myself, and this is ignorant. It'll never happen. But man, I would love to see old William Goldberg and Brock Lesnar become a tag team, show up and run through them and get the belts. No, the matches was, wouldn't last that, long. Uh, Do you know I'd how watch. excited people would be about that? That's like Hogan the, and Warrior reincarnated. Yeah, it would be like the Road Warriors. The matches would only last three minutes, so. Well, they wouldn't need to last long. We wouldn't need finesse from them. We just want to see them. But that I don't know. Yeah, That's and I thought if they just said, "Hey, we don't need world titles. Let's just create some noise and some havoc." Man, that would be amazing. That that would be very different. I, I'll admit to that. That would be very, very different. Yeah, GB, you are NXT uh, person. AOP, are they back in NXT or where are they? No, AOP has been injured. They did come back very briefly, but uh, there was injury that they were dealing with. So I don't know that they're fully cleared to to compete. Like okay, I didn't know it was like a free Zango deal. No, but I'll tell you what, though. Here, here and again, you know, I think the Raw and the SmackDown rosters, I I don't want to say that they're overflowing. Uh, certainly, you can't tell by who's on TV because it's the same guys on both shows. Um, with that said, with a two-hour NXT, AOP back in the tag team division there would not be a bad idea. Wouldn't be a yeah. bad idea at all. And, and, and the, the Ascension is still around, right? Oh, God, I don't know where the Ascension is. Now, they haven't done anything. Now, if you want to talk about somebody that needs to be released, they need to be released into the wild. It's just, yeah, yeah, you got that's you the guy that paints his face, right? Yeah, uh, that those are the guys who paint their face. They obviously didn't deserve a belt. That's <laughs> who I thought the OC was at, at a quick glance. Oh, that's really funny. I could I could <laughs> yeah, see that. Yeah, well, yeah, I could yeah. see that. I could see that. And, and and don't don't forget Epic and them are still signed, which is crazy to me. Oh, speaking of that, Kalisto uh, put out a tweet a couple of days ago that said. Ten months left. Hashtag free agent. Wow. He should be free agent. Yeah, I mean, he should be. There's a lot of guys who are collecting a WWE check, but they aren't really doing what, much. Where's Lars Sullivan? Oh, now he's out on injury. That's where he is. He's out for like nine months. Yeah, he, yeah, bro- he, broke goes, he broke something. Uh, he broke something. I can't remember what he broke, but he broke something. His brain is broken. Oh well, that's another story. But yeah, he he broke something which I felt like I hate to say, and I don't say this very regularly, but that was the Lord kind of jumping in on that push, saying, "Stop it and stop it now." Hilarious, you know. And, and, and we listen, and we bless him with the Popeyes chicken sandwich. Glory to Jesus. That's so, that's never trending when the show is over. Now, GB God entered Lars. God entered Lars. Oh God, great. God ruined it. He ruined it. He ruined it. Um, oh, there was there was one other thing. Oh gosh, what was the other thing I wanted to talk about for Monday Night Raw? Um, goodness, I don't know. It'll come back to me. We got to get the SmackDown. This time is moving by so incredibly fast. I can't believe it. Uh, SmackDown last night was from the Denny Sanford Premier Center in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and a whole Sioux Falls, Sioux Falls, a whole lot, whole lot happened last night. Oh, th- there it is. That's exactly what I'm going to talk about. 
Kofi Kingston retaliated against Randy Orton and had his say against the Revival. I want to talk about this new faction, or at least this new partnership between Randy Orton and the Revival. We'll talk about that in a second. First round King of the Ring match, an incredible match that saw Andrade defeat Apollo Crews. Bailey decks Charlotte Flair on a moment of bliss, leading to their upcoming championship match at Clash of Champions. Buddy Murphy defeats Daniel Bryan in another classic. I'm telling you, Buddy Murphy's the guy to look out for. The Revival defeats Heavy Machinery. uh, Sami Zayn ends up on Miz TV saying he had something to say and making a change. And now I guess he's the manager or spokesperson for Shinsuke Nakamura. And they beat the Miz down. (laughs) Very interesting. (laughs) Kevin Owens versus Elias in the first round of the King of the Ring tournament. Interference. From Shane McMahon causes Elias to defeat Kevin Owens. And we waited for two hours for Daniel Bryan and Rowan to tell us who Roman Reigns' attacker would be. And guess what, folks? The guy who sat under a black hood for two hours in a in a room that was uh, set apart. Who was he? He wasn't the black scorpion, but he might as well have been. Because he apparently was a Rowan doppelganger. Hmm. So, guys, what did you think of SmackDown last night? Glad. Wow. Well, my sentiments exactly. (laughs) Does anybody know who the Rowan doppelganger was? I don't. My point exactly. Yeah. I. Like, there wasn't enough information on SmackDown. What? I'm going to tell you what SmackDown felt like. SmackDown felt like a gifted guy. Who didn't study for Sunday, but he just gifted and he put it together. I was like, man, that could have been good mm-hmm. if you'd have spent a little time with it. Mm-hmm. If you'd spend a little time with it, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I I I just don't know what happened. Uh, I do think this though, Buddy Murphy is the winner in all of this. Yes. And the cool thing about Buddy Murphy is now we're not seeing him under the under the guise of a weight limit. Yeah. We're seeing him just as a wrestler. And he's getting a chance to go in there against the big dogs, mm-hmm. and I can only imagine for a buddy, uh, buddy Murphy, Murphy, how uh, not to be confused with William Murphy, buddy, he, uh, he was, he, he, he wow. was confused <laughs> with. Wow! Oh my! I'm logging off. I'll holler at y'all. Oh my god! What? Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> buddy Murphy, who's been. Forced to wrestle guys in a certain weight class oh, now God. gets to wrestle with the big dogs. Oh, God. <laughs> what, what's wrong? What is wrong with you, <laughs> You guys are making more of this than you should. Oh, God. That's hilarious. Um. Let me, let, me, let me say to Buddy Murphy, first of all, for those who have been watching, uh, first of all, NXT. He's a former NXT Tag Team Champion. Um, he was always great. But when he got to 205 Live, like everything changed. He became a real winner. Go back to 205 Live and check out some of those matches he had with Cedric Alexander and several others. Buddy Murphy has been ready for the big stage for a long, long time. 
And I hate that he'd been on SmackDown for four months. And had it not been for a fan who noticed in the replay video of Roman Reigns with the scaffold falling on him that Murphy was in the shot, we still wouldn't see Buddy Murphy. So, Buddy Murphy, thank you to the fans for allowing us to finally get to see what you do. And, boy, did he put on a show last week against Roman Reigns and then this week against Daniel Bryan, getting the win, a clean win, no less. Oh, Buddy Murphy's a star, and that's one thing I love about SmackDown historically, is historically SmackDown has given us the new stars, and we got that with Buddy Murphy. I really hope that they build on this, and they give Buddy Murphy an opportunity, perhaps to be Intercontinental Champion. Um, well, Buddy Murphy's also involved in the King of the Ring tournament. Matter of fact, he's against Ali, and that match is going to be a showstopper. So get your hearts and minds ready. 205 Live comes to SmackDown Live, and I think it's going to be great. But Buddy Murphy is a winner, no doubt. We we still need to know who in the Sons of Anarchy stand-in was the guy under the mask. Yeah, I, I will say this. WWE has completely wasted our time, talent, and treasure with this storyline around the who done it. Like, I, I, why do we... At least just come out and say I did it for The Rock. Yeah, I mean, like, why do we trust an investigation by, of all people, Daniel Bryan and Rowan? That doesn't <laughs> even make sense on paper. Oh, Ghostface trying yeah. to lead the way. Like, what in the world? Since when did he become CSI? Like, that doesn't make any sense, you know? So none of this, this has just been poorly executed. It's been poor. And here's the crazy part. There have been no more attacks. Like, I'm sitting here waiting for something to fall out of the sky on, on Roman so we can see that these attacks are continuing. But we have two attacks, and now we're trying to figure out who's trying to go after Roman Reigns. Well, shouldn't they be doing something else if they were really good? Why they only do two things? Did they get become cowards and stop? Like I, I just... It's a bad, bad thing to distract us from why Roman isn't really doing as well as he should be. He's involved in these piss-poor storylines. It's terrible. It's 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 a waste of time. SmackDown is better than this. Yes. There are so many options of great wrestlers that could have been under that cloak of darkness. I mean, what 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 what's the other guy who used to be with Rowan with the Luke dark Harper. hair? That, if Luke Harper was that under there, that would have made a lot of sense. Oh boy. That would have made a lot. Oh Think about boy. this. If Luke, if Luke Harper had been under there, you could take that a lot of ways. First of all, he's disgruntled because, you know, he's been uh, successfully cleared from medical injury but not used on TV with the exception of a of a WrestleMania access match. Um, he would come back to attack the biggest star in the company and he teamed with his former partner. They were the Bludgeon Brothers. They were the Wyatt family as the Bludgeon Brothers. They hardly ever got beat except for the time when they got injured. There's a lot of places you could go with that that would make a lot of sense. Can you imagine the Bludgeon Brothers under the tutelage of Daniel Bryan? Like there's a lot of things you could do to make that work that they're not doing so wwe if you are that uh problematic with your writing uh i know some people you can call that would get that fixed for you let me also so say this fix it immediately. we could fix it immediately let me also say this uh there's a lot of rumor that in fact eric bischoff who was supposed to be involved with creative at smackdown isn't really as involved as they said he would be so we don't really know who's running the show over there on smackdown and its product really shows 
Bischoff, I feel bad for you, brother, because they have screwed you over. Well, but we know what happened. Not a, no, we can't say that they screwed him over. We know what happened. We don't. Oh, yeah. Oh, Peppy. Oh, oh Peppy McMahon. Oh, can't do right. Hit him, Peppy. Peppy McMahon. This is the same. Still, no. still, this is the same still guy upset last with week. old billionaire Ted. This is the same guy you said last week was the most generous. If you said it once, you said it once. You know, it's the same guy. Who, McMahon? I knew. Uh, I, I said that. Oh, God. Your memory. Your memory is Please, worse. You must be crazy. Your memory is worse than your receding hairline. Shame on you. My, 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 first of all, oh TB, I, I'd like to let my. you know that I've been using this miracle grow on my head. And oh, God, that thing is restoring what the canker worm has stolen away from me. So don't be <laughs> mad at me when my joke come back and I'm looking like a young R&B singer because I got that. That's your hairline. You remember what you said, fam. My hairline getting younger. Did, didn't you tell me you were about to cut your hair off and go bald? You about to be part yeah, of Yeah, but not no more. I done bought some ball. miracle growth that been prayed over and had a few <laughs> drops of pizza pop off water put in there. You better sit down somewhere. I got mystical oil. Oh, that's so funny. That's so funny. I have to send you guys. I got a- what you call sudden growth. I, I, there's a picture that I took in, and I'm not even touching that. There's a picture that I took in uh, New York that I have to send you guys of a guy who's promoting. It's called, what is it called? Magic. A magic a meal and a word or something like an hour service where he has magic uh, a meal and a, a sermon it's something crazy I have to send it to you it's really really nuts um, nice gosh we're Clack, is t- gonna be in Nashville with you the wow, magic the meal and really in the in the really? memory oh my god I'm ready to ignore you you for the rest are of the disrespectful day. you just want to sit over there and represent Happy McMahon wow listen. Well, let's do this. I'm never calling him Vince again. For the rest of his life, he's Pappy McMahon. We got we got to get out of here, guys. We got to get out of here. Uh, boy, we still have so much to talk about. And now with AEW going and, and NXT going head-to-head, who knows what's coming up for us. But uh, it's all going to oh, be good God. times for us here at The Faction. So here's how you can reach out to us by way of social media. Courtney. At C Major Beard on Instagram or Twitter. Courtney Beard on Facebook. Hashtag avoid Happy McMahon. <laughs> Clack. Oh my God. Brandon J. Clack on everything. Hashtag Ric Flair's teeth. Oh my gosh. Hey, man. Hey, man. Oh my gosh. And of course, you, you know those teeth are bad, man. Lord help him. Man, it's, 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 it's so disrespectful. Jeez. And you that can man, reach... after all that and died for us and shed his blood for us, you're going to do that. <laughs> you can reach me at Bonnerfied. And of course, you can follow us at The Faction Show for the latest and greatest news in the world of pro wrestling and all that's going on with us here at The Faction. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. Until next time, it's Courtney, it's Clack, it's GB, and we are The Faction. 